Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. morning. I hope you're having a great first part of the week. Today I have an open show. I don't have a topic, so you can call in at 347-677-1963 and I can start to take your questions as soon as I get some live callers. Got some exciting things on the horizon happening in the child whisperer world and the better parenting world. Many of you know that my book is due to launch and be released on October 23rd, and I want to update everyone on what's happening with that because it is a really exciting opportunity for you to benefit from some amazing bonuses that we've put together. If you go to thechildwhisperer.com, you'll see that we've updated the page. I'm actually going to go there myself right now. And you can see that we have a fun book trailer that you can watch. It's three and a half minutes long. I'm really loving the book trailer. It really speaks to what the book's about and just has a good feeling to it. So if you've not yet seen the book trailer, please go to thechildwhisper.com and check that out. And then as you scroll down, you'll be able to read some other fun content. You'll see some video clips for each of the four types of children, the fun-loving child, the sensitive child, the determined child, and the more serious child. And you'll be able to watch, they're about a minute long, my brief explanation of these each types of these children. And then as you scroll down further on the page, you'll see that we've announced our bonuses that we're going to be offering the week of the book's launch between October 23rd and October 30th. Well, if you choose to buy a book um, by going to Amazon.com, we'll actually have a link from the website right to Amazon, to the Amazon book page. You'll receive bonuses worth $317. You'll not only be getting the paperback book that you're buying at Amazon that's 410 pages, you're also going to receive a webinar that I did a couple of years ago. It was probably about two years ago that I did this webinar called Better, The Better Parenting Formula Three-Part Webinar. Great webinar that you'll have access to and own that. You'll be able to have access to 29 videos that... I've titled How to Profile Babies, Children, and Teens. And then you'll also receive an audio and ebook version of The Child Whisperer, all for just going to Amazon and buying the book. And right now the book full retail is twenty four ninety five, but with Amazon's discount it will be I think it was I was just told it was sixteen ninety five. So you're gonna get all these really fabulous parenting support goodies when you buy the book on Amazon. Because our goal, one reason we're doing this, the main reason we're doing it this way we're not actually selling the book ourselves on the website. We are directing all the traffic and the purchases through Amazon because we would we really want to go number one on Amazon and help the child whisper become a bestseller within its first first week of publication. So remember on October twenty third, and I'd love it if you would share that on your Facebook wall, on your blog, wherever you, in your email database to send an email link, a link in an email that will share with your loved ones and friends the 
opportunity to buy this book. And that's what's going on with the book launch. I'm excited. We just recently had the Dressing Your Truth conference where we had 275 women in attendance. And we had a special announcement and a special surprise the last day of the conference. We announced that we had pre-published 1,000 copies of the book. And it was a surprise to me, actually. I didn't know it. And Anne came up on stage and shared this with me, that the, um, my team had gone ahead and gotten these books published. And they were available for sale. And with only 275 women in attendance, we sold 900 books in the next two hours. So I'm very, very grateful for the enthusiasm for this book and how fabulous it's going to be for parents and especially how amazing it's going to be for children. So look forward to that launch and release on October 23rd. And next week I'm going to be talking about what a child whisper is and why I've titled the book The Child Whisper. So my lines are open now at 347-677-1963. So go ahead and give me a call if you've got a question about a situation that you're dealing with um, with your kids, a success story, or anything at all you want to talk about that I can help you with. I will. Um, I've got a couple questions that came in through the email. If you want to write me at parenting at liveyourtruth.com, please do, and you can submit your questions that way. I've got a question that came in from a mom that says, Hi, Carol, thank you so much for all you do. Even though you are a type 3, I know it had to take courage to get your message out, and I'm grateful that you have shown up for me. My biggest question is, how do I get my secondary type 3 to stop pushing around my dominant type 1? It's a real drag. Excuse me, my voice is a little bit hoarse this morning. It's a real drag. I find it hard to have much patience for anything, especially with my type 2 secondary 4 husband. With both my dominant and secondary as such high movement energies, I never feel like anything goes fast enough. I especially get frustrated with my own lack of physical energy. Ever since reading Remembering Wholeness and experiencing several other of your products, I get even more frustrated that things are not manifesting faster. I get so overwhelmed each day by how far behind we are financially that I tend to remove myself emotionally from my family in a frantic attempt to figure out what I am doing wrong whenever something goes wrong. I try to look at it and see how it is a reflection of my thoughts and beliefs. However, it just makes me feel more frustrated, angry, and almost hopeless. I know you have said that we have to let things bubble up and then face what our fear is. My biggest fear is that I will genuinely work to change things and still fail to attract abundance. I suppose I'm worried there is some fail mechanism hardwired into me that keeps me from really attracting the abundance I want. How can I build more confidence in my ability to manifest things I really want? Well, there's a couple things going on with that. First, I'd encourage you to purchase my Creating Money CD at caroltuttle.com because in that I talk about my experience of recognizing that I had attached my personal happiness to my state of financial prosperity. Now, you're talking about abundance, but I have a sense that you're specifically concerned about your finances. And you have created a scenario that you will not feel peaceful, satisfied, or happy until you've gotten a result. And so you're truly not believing that you can be abundant because you're needing evidence to be able to convince yourself that you can be. And when you still need the evidence, the belief isn't the leading influence or your feelings. Your feelings are still presenting themselves to say, well, I won't believe it till I actually experience it. 
So when you invest in my Creating Money CD that you can buy at my website, caroltuttle.com, you will learn how to start feeling happy now. Because you're trying to create what you want so you'll feel better. So you're thinking, if I can just create this and I'll feel better. And every time it's not presenting itself, you're showing yourself that you still can't feel better. And so your thoughts and feelings are going to keep you stuck because you still need experience. So you're you're still practicing the... You think you're practicing a new a new way of being, but you're really still practicing. You're still experiencing your feelings haven't changed that much, and you're trying to overlay it with your thoughts. And then with your high energies, what are you doing to get out and express those high energies? Are you physically active? Are you going out with friends and then having some fun social time? If your dominant is a type 1, and you ask me how to keep your type 3 from pushing it around. Well, it sounds like you your type 3 is trying to control everybody, not only yourself. So it needs to be put in its supporting role. If you need to do things to create your dominant energy, really being able to express itself as its dominant energy. So what are you doing to support that on a weekly basis? Getting out with friends getting outside, going to an exercise class, uh, riding your bike, listening to music in your home, dancing around, doing things that support you, watching a fun TV show, are you reading a good book? What are you doing to support expressing your true nature? And then getting that CD will really be helpful because learning how to start to practice happiness and high vibration feelings when things haven't changed is really the key. And then things will naturally start to shift. So I hope that helps. Thanks for writing in that question. I have another question from... This came in from a mom, Diane. Hi, Carol. I'm a type 2 mom with a type 4 spouse and two grown children, a type 2 daughter, age 22, and a type 4 son, age 20. Lately, my daughter has taken in, taken to trying to parent me, and I am really struggling with this. She recently tried to publicly point out my double standards on Facebook, which I deleted and told her why I deleted it. She posted again that she... And she posted again what what I had deleted, which I deleted again. And then said how immature it was for me to open a debate and then delete comments I didn't like, which I deleted again. And then she posted on her wall how if people can't accept someone else's view that they shouldn't post. I told her it was hurtful to me what she was saying and that I wanted her to stop. She is also familiar with the Energy Awareness Program. She thinks she's right, and it has severed our relationship because of this argument. I miss and love my daughter, but I don't take, don't like. I miss and love my daughter, but I don't like her. I am right, you are wrong, and I won't have anything to do with you until you admit that you are wrong. Attitude. Obviously, there's more to the story, but I won't bore you with the details. First of all, I'm going to question your assessment of your daughter or her assessment that she's a type 2. That is not type 2 behavior. That It's dysfunctional behavior, but I have a feeling you're both acting, acting dysfunctionally, not just her, so it's perpetuating itself between you. My, um, but based on her behavior, she appears to be a type 4, and that's something you really need to consider that she is a type four and she's wanting to be respected and she's wanting to be heard. Now, you're saying that she, she's treating you like you're the parent. Well, you're, in a way, showing up like you're the child. So, for example, your manner of how to deal with this has been 
not very parental to re- to read this as red flags that she's upset at you and she wants to be heard by you. So you became the child in this scenario and are wanting her to hear you first because you've showed up first to say what you're doing was hurtful. That would have been the best thing for you to see that you're doing something hurtful to her without knowing it. And not understanding her true nature is the primary cause of you not understanding how what you're doing may be hurtful and disrespectful to her. So that's one layer of this. What an opportunity to see that your daughter's trying to get your attention. Her subconscious is driving this, saying, you're not listening to me, you don't understand me, and I'm going to use Facebook as the medium to try and be heard. Now, that's my second layer I want to look at. We've become a, a, a culture that uses the Internet as this interface, this one person removed almost, without it actually being one person removed. It's kind of like being able to say what I think at an arm's length because it's not something I feel I can say to you in person. And if you can't say what you're saying to someone in person, you've got this whole thing going on. She's she's posting on Facebook. You're deleting it. There's this whole communication process going on, and no one's being honest, and no one's talking directly. You're using Facebook as your go-between, kind of, and no one's being respected or honored because you can't use the internet to hear each other and to be emotionally heard. And so you're saying as she posts, you delete. She's furious because her defense mechanism is, you're not hearing me. You're embarrassed if you're a type two because you feel that's inappropriate. You delete it because your message is to her, That's not appropriate. I'm deleting it. But nobody's really talking here. It happens all the time on the Internet. You know, I read people's forum or comment threads and blog posts, and I'm astounded at the rudeness of people on the Internet. It's really quite remarkable to me. I think, really, would somebody say that directly to the person? So... You're not, as the parent, you're not showing up. You're not showing up by making the phone call, by saying, you know, we have an issue. We have an issue. And to take the first step, I'd get to know her better. I encourage you to buy my book when it comes out. Even though she's 22, you need to learn about her because there's a little girl in that adult daughter now that's not been parented according to her nature, that's still asking for that to happen. She's still asking to be respected. So, again, it's never too late to meet your child's needs and show up as a better parent. So what she needs from you right now is your respect for you to say, I can tell you're upset and you feel like I'm not hearing you and you probably feel like I don't respect you. Can we get together so we can... I want to listen to you as your mom. I want to hear you. That's what she's looking for. I don't really think she cares as much about what you posted. She's trying to get her mom's attention. And then to refrain from saying what you... Hear her first. You didn't choose to hear her and even see what she was asking for. You told her immediately that you were hurt. So now you're the child in this experience. It's like, I'm the hurt child. I need you to parent me. So you're right. Your daughter's been trying to parent you, but you've been wanting her to unknowingly. So the first step here is you've got to, you've got to take that. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's uncomfortable. Whenever we get really emotionally honest, it's uncomfortable. We're not used to that. We dance around it a lot and do these kinds of things all the time in families. Be the parent. Show up and be authentic and be the better parent. 
and really start to learn about your daughter's true nature and be the child whisperer she needs. So I'd love to have you do that and then get back to me on how that went and how things are shifting between you and your daughter. Don't wait for her to have to go through the next 10 to 20 years to find herself because she didn't have what she needed from her mom and dad, ultimately. I mean, nobody does perfectly. Everybody has unmet needs moving into their adult years. But you're never, you know, you're going to go a lot of years with a really tense, really severed relationship, and you're going to feel bad because you really do love your daughter. You really love her, and you want to have a relationship with her. So in order for that to happen, the best way to shift that is for the parent to make the first move and not wait for the child to get it and then have to accommodate you. Great question. I appreciate you sending that in. I've got a live caller calling in from 580. Hi, you're live on the show. Hi. Hi, what's your name? I'm Angie. Angie. Yes. I am calling. I'm a type 2. Uh-huh. I'm a type 3-year-old little girl at 4. And when she starts to throw a fit and flail around and scream... I don't know how to get her to calm down. So me like her age. How four. old is she? And what type is she again? Three. She's a type three. Okay. And you're a type two? Yes. Okay. Um, give me a experience. Like put that into an actual event or something that you've seen it happen. Um, I walked to pick up my son from school and I put her, she didn't want to go on the stroller. She wanted to ride in our friend's wagon, but there was no more room. So she started stomping around, throwing a fit and flailing and falling on the ground. So I put her in the stroller and strapped her in so I can get home. And she kept flailing around to the point where she broke the stroller. Okay. Okay. Well, she, um, understandably, I might have done the same thing. (laughs) You have to understand, you tried to. That's going to feel like she's trapped, and that's going to just drive her crazy, you know, which she did. So if you, why can't she just walk? Will she run too much or run away? No, she can walk, but she didn't want to walk. She wanted to ride in the wagon, and so she wouldn't get up and go anywhere because she couldn't get in the wagon. So I put her in okay. the stroller so I could get walking. Okay. And I suggest you get one of those little harness things that you can put on her so you don't feel like she can run into the street or whatever when you're walking with her. You know what I'm saying? Well, I let her walk if she wants to walk, but she wouldn't no. because she couldn't well, ride the stroller walk. Does that, does that problem present itself, too? Are you always telling her if you're if she's walking, is she being reprimanded a lot during the walking because she wants to run ahead or what's that like if she's walking? I just want to look at that real quick. Are you having I don't, to discipline her? I don't feel like I do. <laughs> but I okay. don't know. I might, but I don't feel like I do. <laughs> okay. But you may be doing things you're so habitual for you now to to get her to kind of match where you live, how you live. Just mm-hmm. my sense is she's hearing a lot of not to be who she is, and most likely because you haven't known this for most of her life, she has heard a lot of it. She most likely has been told a lot, you're too much. You're, and you need, you know. So she has a trigger point. That's what I want you to consider. Her reflex, her response mechanism is very quick to react. Because she's had so, she's had an overload of Settle down, calm down, don't run over there, stop doing that. So in this scenario, you get to be really direct with a type 3 child and say, you have two options. There's no room in the wagon. You cannot ride in the wagon. You can be pushed in the stroller or you can walk. Which one do you want? Okay. And if she 
doesn't respond to that, you get really clear again. I know you want to ride in the wagon. It, you cannot ride in the wagon. Do you want to sit in the stroller and have Mommy push you? Or do you want to walk? You need to decide within five seconds. One, two. Make it fast. Okay. Get real direct. Okay. If you try to start to explain things to her, she's not listening. Okay. Don't explain to her why she can't ride in the wagon. Personally, I'm a type three. I wouldn't want to hear all that. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Too much detail. Type twos get into a lot of detail to try and work things out with a type three. And we're standing there with our eyes glossed over going, I don't care. Can we just get this thing going? You know, I, I, you got to understand you're going to try and approach it from what works for you. It's not working for her. Okay. So more directness. Really notice, though, where you're telling her to modify how she moves through life. In a day's time, I'd even I'd even encourage you to look at that and say, okay, I'm going to count how many times today that may happen. And I'm sure it's improved. The fact that you even know about this information, it's had to get better. Oh, yeah. I you're, now, you're, you're now aware of it. But consider the possibility we got, we, we're, we're four years into this, and she's heard a lot of it, so she has a very quick reflex to react. Because she's believing the only way she's going to get her way is to push back at you. That makes sense, so. So in a way, you've trained, you know, you've, you've unconsciously invited that. Because she's going to respond, you know, she doesn't have an agenda. She's just responding what's natural for her. You know, what's natural for her is, oh, I guess I have to push back to get my mom to get my way. And, you know, how many times has she succeeded in that? Yeah. <laughs> she probably has. You know, if yeah, I, am I, I'm loud enough and crazy enough, my mom will respond. See, so you got to go through a phase of adjustment because this is a byproduct of you not knowing she's a type 3. She's now kind of got a little bit of conditioning to respond this way based on how she's been parented. So you get to go through a phase where you're making adjustments. So don't fault her for responding like that. Think, you know what, of course she's responding like this. The way we've been doing all of this, that's what she's learned to do. How do I now change this? And give yourself three or four months to make changes. All right. No, it's just it's just what happens when you put the combination of natures together exactly what you're experiencing. So I'm really happy that you're, um, I'm, I think it's awesome that you're a, such an amazing mother that you care that much that you would call today. Oh, well, thanks for helping. It'll help relieve some of the stress in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and my book will help a lot when it comes out because you'll recognize a lot more that you can do for her. Well, she's a, she's it, so. <laughs> ultimately, she's a, you know, she's a sweet little girl that loves you. And you love her. And these are just things that are showing you that adjustments need to be made. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Got open lines at 1963. I love it when you call in. I'd love to hear a success story today if someone's got a great success story. I'd love to hear that. It's always fun to hear those. I've got one that was shared with me. It was submitted, and you can also send your success stories to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. This came in from Chris. Dear Carol, I'm so excited to read your book, The Child Whisper. I'm a mother of four boys, and I homeschool the youngest three. I came to I came to home education by accident after a disastrous couple of weeks of kindergarten and first grade with two of my sons. 
In the four years that I've been educating them at home, I have always strived to honor their uniqueness and individuality, as well as nurture their passions. This is the hallmark of alternative education, discovering and honoring a child's unique learning style, rather than standardizing the care and education of children. Many books have been written to help to, help to this end, and I can give you a list of them. But I believe it is your ideas on energy profiling that is the best one yet. Even prior to your parenting book, I have incorporated energy profiling as I have learned, learned them from It's Just My Nature and Discover Your Personal Beauty Profile. In my homeschool nest, I even believe that if parents take energy profiling seriously and are sincere in honoring their child's type, more and more parents will choose alternative education environments for their children. I don't know how you feel personally about home education, but it is the logical choice between honoring your child's type and doing things like punishing, medicating, and compelling them in the various, various ways to succeed in school. Thank you for your ideas, your work, and especially your frequent postings on your blog. I have been and continue to be changed by what I'm learning from you. Sincerely, Chris. Thank you so much for that beautiful um, letter of appreciation. I am going to share my personal, I think homeschooling fabulous, and I don't think it's an all or nothing. I think public education has great value, and it all comes down to oftentimes the teacher your child gets and the level of their awareness. I believe the public education system will eventually be touched by the inner um, the child whispering work, my better parenting approach to helping children. So I don't think homeschooling is, um, I would not agree with it, it's the most logical choice. I know personally it would have never worked for me to homeschool my children. But I was a very, very active parent in the public education system, PTA president three times, you know, really involved in what was going on, very active with each of their teachers. Um, so my kids fared very well in the public education system. And you know, I didn't know their natures as well as I know now, but they, um, for the most part, they they actually were supported. So I don't think it's an either-or. I think there's both options, and you got to do which one is correct for you and correct for your children. Not every child will do will do their best in a home education system. There's a lot of type 1s that wouldn't do well in that, and a lot of type 3s, type 1s that need more of a social environment, type 3s that need sports and challenges that the the school systems provide. So, again, it's an individual choice, and it's a choice based on what's what's the most supportive for my child, not what's my own theories and conclusions on, again, you a parent can get in their own way on this because maybe it's not best for their child, but they're, they've concluded that it's the best option for every child. I think that's a, it's dangerous to be that absolute about something because now we're not considering the individual child. We're, we're being, um, our choices are being influenced primarily by our own uh, logical conclusion and theories on what's best based on a view and a perception of looking at it this way. So I do appreciate your um, your beautiful letter. Thank you for sending that to me. So my lines are open. Um, I'm going to keep the show going as long as I need to today. And if we don't have any more call callers, it might be a short show. You can call in at 347-677. One nine six three, and you want to hit the number one on your phone in order to get um, to come on the lines with me. A couple other updates: we do have a new Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash the child whisper and join us there. We're close; we may have even hit our one thousand mark. I'd love to see us do that. It's a new page, so we're um, just reaching our 1,000 fans. Help us do that this week by going and liking the page. We have a lot of great posts that go up every day on the Child Whisper Facebook page. And you can also follow my blog at thecarolblog.com. This week, we had a great parenting post on 
every Friday we're, par- we're publishing a parenting post, and we're soon going to actually dedicate, um, create a parenting blog on the childwhisper.com website, but that hasn't happened yet. So in the meantime, for more parenting support every Friday, you can find a parenting post. Last week we had Get Outside, Become a Better Parent, and how physical activity and taking care of your physical body is so important in order to feel good. And when you feel good, you're a better parent. I've got another post called How to Turn a Confrontation into a Meaningful Meaningful Conversation that will be really supportive to you. A really fun video series that we're doing looking at the four types and how we each of the four types express humor. This last week we talked about a time to laugh humor in the world of a type three. We always have a fab, um, once a month we're doing a really big Dressing Your Truth giveaway. You can learn more about that and enter at the Carol blog. And then a fabulous makeover. We do those every week. One of the um, more popular ones went up last week, Built for Beauty, Dressing Your Truth Makeover. And then I have every Monday a mini healing session that I'm helping someone with an issue. And last week we had a uh, post go up of a gentleman that I assisted that's dealt with chronic back pain for most of his life. And that's been really helpful to a lot of people that have dealt with pain. So go to thecarolblog.com and subscribe so you get our every Monday we send out an email with the last week's post. So it makes it real easy to stay current with the blog. You just have to subscribe at thecarolblog.com. And another caller. 801, hi, you're live on the show. Hi. Hi, what's your name? My name is Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, I didn't want it to be a short show. I really enjoy it. So I decided oh. <laughs> to call in and tell you, well, thank you. Um, something that has been a concern to me as a parent. Um, when when my children were younger, um, I have a, my oldest child is very, I'm still trying to figure out what she is, but she's um she has kind of a fiery personality i but she's also very creative and I think that i that I personally am a one two or a two one I'm still trying okay. to figure that out too but um but it was very it took me a long time to figure out that um her the way that I could communicate better with her was kind of an up in your face sort of a sort of way of communicating and um and she understood that better and she responded to that better than You're if saying I what I'm tr- saying is a more direct way of communicating. Yes, really a more direct way. To the point. Yes, and it was very against my nature I'm discovering now yeah. as a parent and I was wondering if you have any, um, I've kind of gotten to the point now where I just, I've talked to her and I've told her that I have to put on my um, my mean mom to... Um, Do you use that phrase with her? What? Do you actually say that to her? I actually do. I tell her that... You it's, say I um, have to put on my mean mom? Yes, is that I don't know. Yeah, it's not I good. and she has actually Well, cuz you're you're perceiving a more direct way which works for her is you think that's being mean. It's just being direct. Yes. Actually, I I think she understands that. Yeah, I know, um, but why do you want to you don't want to present to her that you're mean? Okay. That's a real negative label. I see that. You're doing, see, you know, you're you're being a great mom because you're willing to notice your your natural way doesn't support her natural way. So what a great mom to even modify that. It's going to feel different for you, like you've acknowledged. Yeah, it doesn't compliment you. Yet, as a parent, Again, is your motive to do what supports you or what's most supportive for your child? Okay. You're choosing to do what's more supportive for your child 
which I say, what a great mom. That you're willing okay. to, to modify yourself. Yeah. How would you, as a parent, though, communicate that that to your child? Why do they need to even know? Why don't you just, you know, parent them that way? I mean, why don't you just do what works and say, hey, my sense is you're probably a type 2. Unless you're really, you know, based on how you're coming across to me, you're very soft, you're a lot more subtlety to your energy, you're softer spoken, you're probably concerned about, you know, this is challenging when your nature isn't to be so direct. Yes. And yet your child's going to run you right over, see, so it's like, I'm paying attention to you, because the subtleties aren't working. So in her case, the first word you led with when you described her was fiery. So, and if she's a type three and she's pushing herself through life, she's going to push your buttons. You know, you're going to you're going to get that oh that feeling where you're just going to have to train your own response mechanism to be well. That's just natural for her. Yes, um, I was just wondering. Her. I've kind of gotten to the point where I, I. Well, I won't say mean now, <laughs> but I feel really. um, <laughs> that um, I guess it's a, I don't know, I have to be more direct with her. Um, like, well, but, can you be direct and not be and not put on the um, additional what you see as the mean? Can you just be direct in how you communicate? I think I'm getting being, better at that, actually. Without but, <laughs> being mean? Yes. Um I think I think I am getting better at that. I I have just at the beginning it was very hard to n- not let it get me down. Sure. And yeah, it's fair. It's yeah. okay if you cry, which is more evidence that you're probably a type two. I just learned that if type twos withhold their tears, it creates bags under your eyes. Because it's all oh, okay. stored. It's mm-hmm. all the energy stored in your eye, under your eyes. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure you. And you know this you've got it. So funny. I thought it was. I thought I was definitely a one, but this is good, I guess. <laughs> but well, um, you know, I was um, wondering. I I actually was wondering if you have any. Um, let's see. Any. I guess ideas for parents who are type two who are parenting um more determined children how how do yeah, you go about that without well, I'm, letting it get you down um well, I'll speak to you your response to that and um what you because that the one thing I wasn't able to actually approach in the book was every combination of parent to child because already I was like, okay, this is 410 pages. I can't yeah. add 50 more. You know, so in this case, um, I think you're assessing, you have to ask yourself what's getting you down and is it accurate? Or is it based on um, a lack of information and an expectation that you had prior to understanding who you are and who she is. So you gotta okay. ask yourself what get what gets you down. Okay, then you get to challenge it. Is it even accurate anymore? Is it even supportive anymore? Is it an old way of seeing things? You know, now that you have more understanding and more awareness, change your expectations, and you won't get so down. Okay. But most, you know, yeah. Well, well, if I were to ask you that, what, why, what, did you say, you're, what gets you down? What puts you in that place? What's going on when that happens? Well, I guess um, whenever I felt like I had to be strict with her or um, carry through with a consequence, um, 
it was really hard for me. And I've gotten to the point now where it's still hard, but um, she just knows that I have to carry through with the consequences, such as you can't go to a friend's house um, or because we you broke the rules you just can't go to a friend's house it's very hard um for me to stand strong um okay. and she's gotten to the point where she understands but, how old is she again um she's 11 now so okay this is great understanding this now before she becomes yeah, yeah, a teenager yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but and again, it, it really right. would have been helpful years. earlier too. <laughs> I know, but it, it doesn't so, matter. She'll, she'll, yeah, children are fast, especially a type three. She'll make changes very quickly. So yeah, again, yeah. you're working with 11 years of history here of not knowing this, of her being kind of stifled, I'm sure. And yes. that's okay, no fault to anybody. So now that you're giving her more breathing room, she's going to push it. Yes. See, so Definitely. and where are you still? Where can you still give her more freedom, more expressive space? Where is she still feeling restricted? You might even have that conversation with her. Oh, okay. I haven't thought to do that. Of all the things that I say to you, what do you feel the most um, frustrating to you? What, What makes you feel the most, you know, she needs to learn who she is. Does she know yes. about her nature? Does she yeah. know her nature is to push back? Okay. And then, and then so help her learn that and say, okay, so, you know, I'm different and you're going to push and that can be hard for me at times, but I want to support you. So what are the things that you feel that, you know, at, try and identify the number one or two things that you feel the biggest pushback with her. And then recognize, okay, am I still not approaching this correctly because I'm still trying to just tell her what to do and be micromanic. I can tell you from personal experience, one of the most, the things that just, I I didn't have the, um, I didn't have the safety or enough support. I didn't, as a child, I shut myself down rather than push back Okay. in my family environment. It got that extreme that it's like I didn't even have the luxury of pushing back. I just shut down. And I still have this mechanism when a type 2 steps in my path and when I start moving forward with something and they question me. I'll give you a real simple example. I'm in Hawaii right now. We have a vacation home here. And I wanted I have my I always make this to do list. There are all these things we need to do before we leave. And we don't have to do them all. But I usually uh-huh. put a list together. So I asked my son to go through all our snorkeling equipment and um to sort it out what's in bad you know, get let's get rid of the junk. Keep the good stuff. So I had three snorkels that were really pretty disgusting because they were full of mold and icky, and Chris had given them to me. And I was like, well, I don't know. So, you know, he goes, they're really bad. We should get rid of these. So I had them on the table. <laughs> well, I picked them up a little bit later to go um, throw them away. And my type 2 husband, he, he doesn't know him. He's standing right here, and he never shared this. Says, what are you doing with those? I was just ready. I was getting the job done. Yes. Like, I wanted to wrap this thing up because we're leaving today. And all of a sudden, I felt that response in me that I, that developed to me, but in this case, I didn't push back. I just shut down. Like, oh, and that's so aggravating when I'm just moving along in my swift nature and I get in and it's like, you just cut me off, man. And there was a whole other way to approach that. So in that case, I could have reacted and pushed back and said, you know, and got, in this, in my, I noticed my response, which was, wow, that really just stops me. Okay. And And I don't want to hold her back. No, and see that, it could have been approached differently. What would have been supportive for me was not to try and stop what I was doing, but 
learn about what I was doing. Maybe talk about Very it different. more. Yeah, but you're gonna okay. your your type two energy. You've tried to stop her a lot because your because yes. your responses you can't. Oh no, we got to stop you. That's out of line. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. And we feel that, and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna just go around you. See, and that's what I teach in the book is, I'm yes. gonna avoid you because I can't get stopped anymore. Okay. I'm going to find a way to do that. Like, I remember when I was 15, I wanted to become a lifeguard. And my, and you may have heard me tell this story, my primary motive was I wanted to be paid to get a tan. So type three. Okay. I want to, you know, uh-huh. I want to I want to find a job where I get paid that to get a sense. chance. I see that in my daughter wanting to. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't even go to my mother by this point. I was no longer referencing her. I called on my own and learned what I had to do, made arrangements, and the only thing I had to ask of her was to take me there, to trans- give me the transportation. I didn't ask her if I could do it. I didn't ask for her help. I didn't want her to stop me. I now know that. Mm. I didn't know it at the time. But I didn't want her interference. It's like, I'm going to okay. do this. And all I had to do was, Mom, can you drive me to this place? Because I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. But I didn't... That's, that's so funny. We didn't have a relationship me. where I could go to her and say, Will you learn, you know, listen to me. I want you to learn about what I want to do. Okay. So that's a really, really good, um, rather than stop her, learn. Learn about it. Okay. Learn about it. Get behind her. That makes sense. Yes. So. Okay. I'm really happy you called and asked that. So yeah, more, thank more you. Insight. Thank learn. you. I'm going to yeah. keep listening because I'm really learning a lot. So Thank thanks. you. All right. Thanks for calling. Bye. One more caller at a nine zero two. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Um, this is Melanie calling from Nova Scotia. Hi. Um, hi. First, hi. First, I want to say um, I've been meaning to write to you for a while to say thank you. I was on the Type One Facebook group a couple of months ago. You popped in and said. Um, you might think that uh, you're a type one, but have you considered you're a four one instead? <laughs> this is the Melanie. That this hated is me. me for a week. <laughs> so I know. Well, I, my, I, I don't know how long it went on because I pulled out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it, it, all right, person, you're gonna be. But you see, I know you're gonna like be thanking me someday. I didn't expect it in person, but I know you're gonna get it eventually. And. Well, I've been looking for the opportunity ever since, and I haven't had time to write. So I want to thank you because obviously you're right. And um, and it's been a lot of fun. And actually now I'm on the Type 4 Facebook group, and uh, it's so obvious. So (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. And I'm very happy to see that eventually. Yeah. Yeah, You know, the thing I learned learned from that, and it was, I'm like, why are women that are so, that are very obviously Type 4 to me, Resisting that, and what I learned from that was because the type 4 energy is so strong and so defined, it wants to take over everything in your life, every piece and part. And so my conclusion on this was, well, these women are trying to find some balance by recognizing they do have other expressions. They're just not seeing that it's supporting them and they are trying to keep their type four from ruling their world Mm -hmm. and that you need to really keep that you know balanced by saying you know i don't need to be so structured and defined with everything yes and for me i have um as an adult i've actually done quite a bit of healing so i didn't come to dress in your truth and and i wasn't feeling um, like there was, I mean, there has been a lot of healing, but I didn't come to it thinking, oh, I had buried my true self or any of those things. And I had married a type 4 man, and you have a fabulous relationship video um, up on the blog about type 4 and type 4. And so yeah. after you popped in the type 1 group, I, I went and I watched that. And one of the comments you made in there is a lot of times when you get two of the type 4s together, they'll live a little bit more in their secondary energies. 
And so yeah. it was very healing when I married my husband is that I got to really explore that type 1 secondary energy in a big way. And I've always said he became my rock so that I could be more spontaneous and more fun. And so, of course, I saw that in Dressing Your Truth as, oh, I must be a type 1. Um, yeah. yeah. After lots of back and forth, of course, and overanalyzing. <laughs> but, yeah, so it turns out, so it's actually been really great for us. So thank you. And then um, I also wanted to say that it's like, the call today seems like, um, you know, all the, the type 3 parenting situation. And I have a type 3 mother and uh, two type 3 children. Um, and my son, so I had a question about this. My son is a type 3. He's seven years old right now. Um, and I've been really gaining a lot from the previous callers already today. Um, he was, I didn't obviously didn't know what Dressing Your Truth when he was born, um, but he was the type of baby who was, he would, like cried for almost all of his awaking time when he was mm-hmm. an infant, and I had to be moving with him constantly. I would bounce him on an exercise ball four to six hours every single day, and then I would take him for wow. four walks a day, and um, it, it was always go, go, go. Oh, yeah, my four months postpartum, I had gained 60 pounds, but four months postpartum, I was back in my old clothes, so I was definitely in shape. But um, it, it was always, I realize now, having listened to some of the things that you said today, that I think I always, he was doing things because I think, you know, he just had big energy, obviously, but I was yeah. always trying to figure out that there must be something wrong that I'm supposed to be helping him Yeah, today. yeah. Um, yeah. So it sort of clicked with me today. I'm wondering now. We still. I mean, he got better. Like at five months, he was pulling himself across the floor, and he got a bit better. And yeah. He was crawling, and it got to get better. Ten months, he was walking. It got a bit better. He was climbing. You know, so everything he could do for himself. Yeah. He got a bit better, and I always recognized that, um, and would say, you know, he's so determined. But I'm I'm realizing though that. Um, my husband and I, both being type fours, I think that we've always tried to apply logic to things that to us seem really illogical, and yeah. so we've we've kind of struggled um, in that regard with understanding how to approach things with him. Um, mm-hmm. or, and little things, actually, another bit of a success that I can thank you for. Um, things like he's in beavers, which is you know a Cub Scouts, and. Um, they sell popcorn. And my husband and I always think that it's just not logical, all these fundraisers, and we just give them money and we don't want to do it. So this year we realized, um, I said to my husband, yeah, but it's actually important and really nourishing for him because he always wants to sell things and he always wants to earn money. And <laughs> so, you know, he's all about the, the the doing in that regard, and he's always wanting to have a garage yeah. sale. And, you know, so we said, okay, let's do the popcorn. It, you know, so we're we're – certainly trying to be much more aware of that and giving him those types of outlets. You know, I'm all about cooperative games instead of competition, and then I have this kid who wants to win at everything. And yeah, yeah. Completely well, different. Well, like you're right on, you're just right, you're right on track. So well, for those things, yeah. Continuing, things, continuing to be supportive that way, and that's awesome for him because obviously you're, you know, he's very different than um, – you and his dad, so that's great for you. Yeah, so that's that's the really helpful part, and I'm finding that things where I can, you know, have the time to actually think about it is really yeah, getting it's just, easier. Yeah, um, you're going to want to, you know, just be mindful that it's this is something that evolves, and it can't all be, you know, every day presents you with an opportunity. Just be the best parent you can be that day. Right. And so do you that have day, any, you know. Do you have any suggestions for... Um, one of the things that we find with him is that he gets, um, when he gets upset about something, even if he, you know, he, well, when he was two, here's an example, he would say, I want a tissue, and you would hand him a tissue, and he would throw himself on the floor and start screaming and saying, no, I want a tissue from the other box. So even if we got him a tissue from the other box, he would still, you know, and it seemed like he just needed to have that really explosive outlet. Yeah. And so... I mean, I need it. We're, um, I'm going to take your question answer this real quick yeah. um, and say thank you to you because my sh- time's running out. Okay. So let me respond. And I really appreciate you calling in today. I really do. Well, thank I, you. That you would want to thank me. I, I That was a touchy sense. Uh, I, I'm choosing not to do that anymore. <laughs> I just don't have the energy for it. I'm like, I, I'm you sure. know what, they're going to figure it out on their own. But 
I'm here if you need me in other places. So thanks for calling in. And my response to your inquiry about his energy, I think that was just pent-up energy. And that's where you're going to have to find he's expressing pent-up energy in things that in your world make no logical sense, and they don't. It's just a vehicle for him to express that pent-up energy and where can he be supported in energy outlets that allows his energy to stay more balanced. So those are just signs and red flags that his energy is pent up and he just needs to be able to express it um, through more physical challenges. What you're tuning into is starting to shift it. I'm confident it will just get better and better as you continue to make those changes. And when you get a copy of my book, um, The Child Whisperer, you're going to learn a lot more. And it's just going to work itself out over time. So just be patient with that. Well, I want to thank everyone that joined today's show. Um, I'll be back next week talking about what is a child whisperer and getting ready for the big book launch. So thanks for being um, a better parent and for being so loving and caring about your own children. I'll talk to you next week. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.